Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. The Lord of the armies of heaven. If you've ever needed the Lord of the armies of heaven to fight on your behalf, you could call out the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of the hosts of heavens. So we're going to look at Revelation chapter 12 if you want to go there. We'll look at verse 7 through 9 in just a second. I want to talk to you tonight about this name because I believe it's a name that's important for us to become very familiar with. The reason why we're taking times to learn the names of God is because the names of God are really a revelation on God's part toward us of his character and his nature, who he is and how he wants us to perceive him, know him, live with him, live in him, him in us, and for us to know and be empowered for all the things that he's called us to do. So I just need you to kind of just say this to somebody nearby, say to you, say to them, you're going to need the Lord of hosts. Mm-hmm. Even before you and I were, the Lord of hosts was working out on our behalf to help us. Aren't you glad for that? The Lord of hosts. He wants to reveal himself to us. And this is one of those very important revelations of his name because I believe that we are living in that particular time, in the times that the Lord Jesus even told us to be watching for and looking out for, that the enemy of our life, our soul, our families, uh, the enemy of the cross, he desires to destroy that which God has called his own, you. You know, the Lord's not trying to protect the earth. He's going to renovate it with fire. Who read the back of the book and you learned that one? So it's not like he's trying to protect the earth. Although I can tell you that I don't want a rogue nation like North Korea pulling some stupid stunt um, in any way, shape, or form. And then we have to respond And innocent people who have been abused under such horrific regime as the North Korean regime suffer anymore. How many of you believe that? Because there's craziness uh, controlling that country, and there are innocent people. They may have believed a lie, and there are those who I know who have not. The church has been persecuted there for a long, long time. These people are starving. The people are hungry. They are going to experience the wrath and fury and fire that our president talked about recently if they do something else stupid. I use that word on purpose because that's what it'll be if that guy there in North Korea decides to do that. I don't even want to, I don't want to give him his name. I don't even want to say his name. I don't want to give him any credit. Can you hear what I'm saying? There are demonic spirits at work in that regime, and we need the Lord Sabaoth to undertake in the situation, not just to protect or preserve our way of life. For the Lord has a plan for all the people of the earth. He loves and he wants to reveal himself. I promise you there will not be a nuclear war that destroys the earth because God has said he has reserved that for him. And he does so in recreating, not in just utter destruction. 
So those people who walk in fear over the nations of the world going to war and then there is no more place for our little children and our grandbabies to enjoy the earth. Now, there are going to be difficult times according to scripture, but man does not have the right to do what God has said he has a plan that he will do and he will renovate the earth. But you realize that's a thousand and seven years and whatever moment we're in away. You understand that? Knocking on your heart's door tonight, I want you to understand that that's not going to happen until after the millennial reign. You and I have assignments now, and we have assignments during the millennial reign. We're not going to see the earth destroyed. Why does the earth have to be renovated with fire before I get into my lesson? Because they have forgotten where they put all the landmines. Because they've been burying all of that nuclear waste. Because there's junk, our junk, that they've buried in the earth called trash. Every Thursday or Wednesday, whenever yours gets picked up, ours is Thursday morning. Don't come put your trash on mine on Wednesday night for Thursday morning, but I just want you to know Thursday morning, the trash just goes away. But it doesn't just go away, it goes somewhere in the earth. The Lord is going to have to renovate the earth. There'll be a new earth. Are you glad for that? So until we get to that time, I want you to know the Lord's Sabaoth. You ought to just shout out, Shalom. The God of peace is the enforcer of peace. He enforces Shalom. God is a warrior. David said, to he who is a warrior, teach my hands to war. David understood the greatest warrior was the Lord. He is the Lord's Sabaoth. So before mankind was even on the face of the earth, there was a cosmic battle in the heavens. It took place. The beginning of the war was not on this earth. That war took place in the cosmos. And Michael, God's warring archangel, and all the armies of God fought against this other archangel named Lucifer. Lucifer and his angels fought against the Lord in Revelation 13. It's outlined for us. I'm going to read it in a minute. The battle, though however, had a third of heaven's angels engaged against the creator. The created rose up against the creator. Subordinate rose up against the leader. And there was a battle. And Satan got his hiney kicked. Can I get an amen? The Bible says the fallen angels and all the demons that torment humans today, they all fell from heaven. This is how it goes, Revelation 12. And there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. So he gets a name. It used to be Lucifer. He was a beautiful worship leader in heaven. In fact, his very being, as he flew around the throne of God, he was the covering, covering angel. Covering angel. God made him magnificent in his creation. He was Beautiful. He was beyond the word beautiful can express. He was ornate. As he flew, the wind would pass through him and it made worship sounds. He literally, as he flew, created music. And beautiful music uh, came out from him and he worshiped. Till he thought more of himself than he should have. Can I get a witness? The Bible says they fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. So it means he had convinced them that they should go with him. But he lost. The Bible says, and they prevailed not. 
neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. The Bible says the great dragon was cast out. It indicates that there are other dragons, but there is a great dragon, and that great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. (coughs) The decision on the part of those angels to follow him into battle was the decision to lose. Don't even start picking a fight with Jehovah. Did you hear what I said? The beginning of all wars happened in heaven, and this angel created being decided he would be boss. Now Isaiah saw it and said it like this, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? In Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did uh, weaken the nations? For thou hast said in your own heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mounts of the congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high God. He was so full of himself. Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Isaiah says, how art thou fallen? Hey, dude, how'd it happen to you? You created being. How did you get so full of yourself? Son of the morning. Isaiah is pointing out that what he did in his fall weakened the nations. It had an effect on the earth and the peoples of the earth. Ezekiel gives us even another fuller illumination of Lucifer's fall. You can see it in Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 through 15. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say, Thus saith the Lord God, thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty, and thou hast been in Eden in the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. He had the beauty of every precious stone literally in him. He was ornate. Thy covering, the sardis stone, the topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, and the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of all your tabrets and of all your pipes was prepared in thee in the day you were created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. He walked in a place of the holiness of God. No other angel was created to be able to do. You were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you. God reminded Lucifer of the position and the blessings he forfeited because he sinned against the Most High. So war first was waged in heaven, and it had to be fought, and that war had to be terminated. Wars are not just wars to be fought. They're wars that you terminate. War should come to an end. So we examine the function of God in the areas of our heart. There are some wars that you and I need to engage the Lord of hosts in and get those things settled 
look at the Lord your God and declare, this is the day. There's some battles we ought not be fighting anymore. Can I get a witness? Archangels of the Lord of hosts. In the structure of heaven, God created archangels. They are this class of leadership within God's plan. They were made in such a way that they led certain groups of angels in their position, their placement, their assignment. There is Gabriel, there is Michael, and there was Lucifer. Gabriel has always been in charge of telecommunications. He's the IT angel. Scripture records these instances where Gabriel appeared to humans. It was Gabriel who brought word to Mary. Remember that? Gabriel appeared to Zechariah in Luke 1 and 18, according, according to God's plan for John the Baptist's mother. This is what's going to happen. And John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, heard from the angel of the Lord while he was worshiping and serving the Lord in the temple, the angel Gabriel came to him and said, this is how it's going to be. You have not had a child and wanted one. Now in your old age, you're going to. And the sign will be you'll be silent. You won't be talking because you're not going to talk against God's plan. So you got to watch yourself when the IT angel of heaven shows up. He might shut down your own telecommunications for a while until God's plan happens. Somebody say amen. amen. Then we see in Daniel chapter 8 and also chapter 9, Gabriel was sent with a message from the Lord to Daniel. But now another angel will have to show up and help Daniel out because there was an angel sent to bring a message to him and that angel had a battle going on. The prince of Persia was fighting against Gabriel trying to keep the message from the throne of God. In the first day that Daniel prayed, the Lord sent word by way of the IT angel, the, the archangel Gabriel. But Michael would have to be sent. Daniel fasted for 21 days he waged a spiritual warfare that Michael was sent to suppress and end the battle. That prince of Persia, Satan, Lucifer, the very area where Daniel was is the very area where the Garden of Eden was. Babylon is right there in the area where all those ancient rivers flowed and where the best gold and the purest gold in all the earth are. So the prince of Persia, Satan, is warring against a message coming through the Daniel because Daniel's mountain that he was successfully fulfilling his ministry in was impacting and changing nations, not just one, but multiple grueling uh, casts of people who would rule in Babylon. But Michael would be sent to wage war, win it. The warring angel... So spiritual warfare happens, Daniel 10, 13, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes. Now we have another name for an archangel, a chief prince. So there are princes among the angels, and he's a chief prince. He came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. 
I just want you to know that there are spiritual entities in the region that we live in, and you and I can call on the name of the Lord, Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the host of heaven, the Lord of the armies of heaven, and he will undertake in a situation. I want to ask you right now if you would dare to believe that God would move on behalf of your family. You know, if you're still struggling to have faith for a skinned knee, you have no reason but to understand why you feel like the devil's just whooping your backside day and night. But when you know the name of the Lord Jehovah Sabaoth, why is it that when I say Jesus, the atmosphere changes, my mind becomes alert? Are you hearing me? Just the other night, I was, in the, I was in the dark, and I was trying to do something, and I didn't see, and I missed a step, and I, I fell, and I had an open knife in one hand and a bag of chemicals in the other, and so I fell, and, and I, didn't, I thought to myself, I don't, I don't even know how I'm falling. I, I couldn't even make out the direction. It was that dark. I thought there was enough moonlight, but I hadn't come up over the house yet, and so I hit, and my, I, when I hit and landed on my back, and my, my leg was pinched up again something and I was just laying there only thing I could say was Jesus <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I'm talking to you now. I'm telling you, when you have an open knife in one hand and you don't have enough light to know, all I could think of is I don't want the knife just to find a resting place in a rib. Are you hearing me? I didn't want chemicals on me. I just, Jesus. And so I'm laying there thinking, Jesus. And I don't want to scare anybody and call out anyone else's name. I, I just lay there for a minute and said, Jesus. And I started to take evaluation of my body. And, and what my body was saying is painful painful but I had another name Jesus that I had to say several more times and I was so stunned at my inability to walk in the dark and part of my brain was saying stupid stupid and another part was saying the knife is still in your hand not in your gut so I was happy about that, but I could feel that I had just jarred myself in that, that immediate whiplash, you know, when your head, you don't want your head to hit the deck. It might have been better had it hit the deck instead of the whiplash. Jesus, I just had to say it several times. Why? Because I knew that if I let my mind go wild, I would begin to think that I've broke my back and the devil would have loved to just stepped over and stomped me in the moment and agreed with my words. When I go into battle, there's some names that I know to use. When I need to deal with the spiritual weaponry of my of, of, of you know warfare, I don't deal with carnal warfare. I deal with my spiritual weapons. What are they? Well, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Jehovah, Lord Sabaoth, I call on your name. You know, God will not allow his name to be disgraced. I, I wish I had someone just to help me out just a little bit. When have you ever found God willing to let his name be disgraced? If you've got half a mind, and I think there's a lot of half a minders driving around Joplin these days. I was on the road today. But I want to ask you, if you'll just call on his name, the Lord Sabaoth, he'll show up. You all look at your neighbor and say, he don't, he, he don't look like he's going to get through the lesson tonight. And that's all right. 
Satan became personified in kingships as in Babylon, Persia, and Greece. We see Satan's personification through the way he twisted the hearts and minds of these leaders. In Daniel 10 and 20, you can see how Daniel addresses that issue. Lucifer is this archangel in charge of song and worship in heaven. He rebelled. The angel who led worship decided he was great, great as God, and would elevate himself. Isaiah 37, 16 said, The Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord Sabaoth, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, which has made heaven and earth. There is no archangel who created all this that there is. The created did not create the earth. It was a losing war from the moment the angels decided to try and take on God. I want you to know right now, had Michael failed and Gabriel failed, Jehovah Lord Sabaoth would not have failed. And I can't help but feel on the inward parts of who I am as I read the word of God, that when Michael was engaging the enemy, Lucifer in the battle, I cannot help but feel that he fought with a fervor greater than what Lucifer could have ever fought. Because when you're fighting against that authority, you're never ever gonna fight with confidence. But Michael knew he had all the power of the throne of God working on his behalf. Feel a preach in my bones tonight. Whoo! Prince of Persia withstood me, but the Lord delivered. The Lord of hosts is a warrior. The term Lord of hosts is cited 282 times. <laughs> 282 times you can see in Scripture where the Word of God calls him the Lord of hosts. It's a military term always. It means he's the God of battles. And God is just looking to be called upon to wage warfare and a battle on your behalf. I see in Isaiah 31 and 5 as birds flying. So will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also will he deliver it. And passing over it, he will preserve it. I also see at the same time how the Lord is identified like a bird flying over Jerusalem and defending Jerusalem. Israel has these birds called jets that fly over Jerusalem and defend it. Is it not amazing how even when there was hardly any weaponry in the Six-Day War and the Seven-Day War, how, how amazing it is to me how God would preserve again and again and again and again Israel from destruction. Why? Because Israel is the apple of his eye. And if anyone here has been born again, you right now are an heir to that same promise because Abraham is your daddy. Come on, somebody. I like it. I said, I like it. When I think about that man on Sunday who was talking to us, because I'm going to put this teaching on the radio, so i got to be careful. But y'all did really, I'm telling you, you responded beautifully on Sunday. Over $4,600 was that offering. Did you hear me? Over $4,600. We wrote the check for even more than that because we're going to always bless over and above. Are you hearing me? 
I said, God is good. But when I heard that testimony of how he had been given opportunity to help train the armies of that particular country that he is in, that God would put him there to preach the gospel and also allow his natural abilities to train up those who would defend themselves. And when he and his family were there alone and everyone else from the Western world had hightailed it and left, the Lord Sabaoth was the Lord over his household, his family, and protecting them. And the Lord Sabaoth, who had taught his hands to war spiritually and naturally, was using him to train up and raise up those who could fight a warfare against natural enemies and spiritual enemies. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I'm not talking just about the Old Testament. I'm talking about New Testament Christians walking in the power of the Lord, Sabaoth. So this term is a fighting word, the Lord, Sabaoth. Our God is a warrior. He's a fighter. And I'm in his army. How about you? Bible says he's coming back riding on a horse. And he has this beautiful sash that runs across his thigh here and he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and the prince of peace and he comes and the bible says that out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword what are you saying i'm saying he doesn't even have to pull something off a sheath right here he can look and say drop dead sucker and the out of his mouth comes a laser beam that wipes out the armies are you hearing what i'm talking about this battle in Armageddon, the battle of Megiddo, is a battle by which he himself and he alone. But you know what he does? He says to you and I, hey, you want to go with me? We're going to fight. I'm holding my britches up to preach tonight. I said, he said, you want to go with me? I'm riding on the horse, but I'll never have to pull a sword. I'm going to be watching when he says, drop dead. Your battle is over. You're destroyed. You'll not take out my people. I'm riding back with him. The Lord of hosts is coming to wage battle. The Bible says so many people will be in that valley and die, but the blood will flow as deep as the horse's bridle. Shikamoshai, get on the right side. Did you hear me? Don't be, don't be part of that ground force that day. The ground force is doomed. It's the Air Force on four-legged creatures. Are you hearing me? Hi. Sometimes I like to go horseback riding just to think about that day. And I, I've been on some horses that I liked, and I've been on a couple horses they didn't like. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.